What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pat's Interference. Uh, the first time we've ever done this podcast in a new era of Alabama football. Wow. What a 72 hours it's been. Yep. Nick Saban, uh, not, not burying the lead, Nick Saban retired. Yep. Uh, caught us all really off guard on Wednesday. I don't think either of us saw that coming. I don't no. think very many people in the entire college football world saw that I coming. I think we may have discussed it after Steele retired. Yeah. It was brief and I believe in just a good bit. Yeah, and I think I shut it down pretty quickly because of what Nick Saban had acted and sounded like leading up to Wednesday. But Luckily, um, he's never done anything like that before. <laughs> Luckily. Uh, so we got, a, we got a jam-packed podcast today. If this is the first time you've ever joined us, I'm Patrick Brickman. His name is Patrick Norwood, Howdy, and this is me. a college football podcast from two Bama grads, we've been doing this since, I want to say 2015 was our first full August, season. Yep, August 2015 was our first episode. So preseason that year was the first time we started doing this podcast. We're going into year 10 here pretty soon. Uh, we're almost a decade long, and now, for the first time, we have to make sense of what Alabama looks like without Nick Saban. This is yeah. something we've taken for granted for years. Um, yep. But I'm excited about continuing the podcast into this space. As, a, as an Alabama football fan, yeah. I'm still in mourning. Uh, I'm excited about DeBoer, and we're going to get into that. We will grab DeBoer by the tusks and get into that a little bit later. Uh, I planned that in the shower today. Wow. That was pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, we're going to have to make sense of this new world. Uh, I've talked for a long time. You start us off with just, I, I want to go first to what was your... We haven't even spoken about this yet as friends, because you called me immediately as, saw, as I saw yeah. the tweet. But yeah. what what was your initial reaction to the news? Uh, bittersweet. I, I think I think I was more, and I still am. I think more reflective than reactive to this news right mm -hmm. now. Um, you know, thinking about where Alabama football was, where we were yeah. as people, right? Um, and thinking about you know everything that's happened in my life that. Alabama football under Nick Saban has been a part of. Mm -hmm. Not just like, uh, that sounds crazy. I'm not relating Alabama football to like sure, absolutely, anything. Absolutely. But you go back and you look at all the people that I've met who probably wouldn't have come to Alabama if it weren't for football. Yeah. The way that Saban sort of changed the town itself, right? The amount of money and time and energy mm -hmm. he poured in. Things like that. And we'll get into that discussion a little bit later. Um, but my, my first thought was just sort of reflecting over what my life has been like and what the program has been like from, mm -hmm. you know, 2007 to right now. Um, and it was, obviously, it's bittersweet, like I said. Um, I'm, I'm happy that he's retiring, and if it's true what he's saying, they're both in great health. Um, that's awesome, and I hope they get a lot of years of mm -hmm. retirement bliss and traveling and all that jazz, um, you know. But, yeah, I think we were, we were definitely both surprised. My second thing was to immediately call my dad, let him know, and then to talk to you. Not miking upright. Uh, will you tell us? Can you not hear us? Is this is are we, are we on silent? Are we are we? And I'm getting levels. I'm getting levels in OBS, but I don't. I mean, I don't know if we're maybe yeah, maybe okay. this maybe the mic isn't syncing up. Thank you, uh, Bull, Bull Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Patrick is crazy. Is what the second part says. Yeah. So I don't know which Patrick you're referring to. Oh, it, it bleeped that out on on the chat on yeah, the it iPad did. that we were looking at. But. It did. It, it considered it slander. Not muking up Patrick Wright is crazy. I mean, I muked myself up. Am I like rubbing it? I might be rubbing against this. We're going to cut. When we post this as a podcast, we're just going to cut this whole part yeah, out. Yeah, this part's going to be cut out. Because it's kind of interrupted the screen. But oh. thank you thank you for being a bro and telling us. Uh, 
Yeah, okay, so I saw, I, I got the, I was in the middle when you called me, and not that this this matters in the story, but I didn't answer your call because I was doing dishes and my hands were filthy, but I just seen the words Nick Saban pop up on my, like, screen, yeah. or my watch or something, and, and then, then you I called, called, and I was like, yeah. I didn't see what it said, but when you called, I went, oh, crap, he's retiring, yeah. and I had to, like, dry my hands off, pull yeah. out the phone, see it, absorb it, and then go, how am I going to be strong for my friend? And I called you back because I was like, I don't know how he's going to be doing. I was fine. I know, you I, were I fine. was okay. I was okay. Now, I like that he got to leave on his own terms. Uh, it's rare that you see somebody with the stature of a Nick Saban yeah. leave at the top of their game when they decide it's right. Right? You think back to... He went out on his terms. I mean, who's the last legend? Was, was Bobby the last legend to... Bobby Bowden the last one to really... Like, legend, like... Of that stature, and Nick Saban's a higher stature than Bobby Bowden as far as you know career success. But you know he didn't leave on his own terms. Uh, I'm not even going to mention Joe Pa, but guys like uh, yeah. you know um, uh, Osborne at Nebraska. I don't really remember how he left, but it's so he he might be the same. I, I'd have to go look at that. But Nick Saban getting the leave, he was overtime away from going to a national title. They yep. were going to come in in the top two or three teams AP next year. Yep. And he decides to hang it up. And so I'm happy that he got to leave on his own volition. I think every Alabama fan was afraid of what the dynasty would look like had Nick Saban stayed past his usefulness. Yeah. Right? And he had every right. If he wanted to stay and wanted to stay past what we think his usefulness should be, he had that right. He was never going to get fired. Yeah. Um, we just saw Bill O'Brien go, uh, you know, not Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick win two games and it was still just sort of a mutual party they didn't fire him yeah uh so he earned that right i'm excited about that um but yeah i mean i was shocked i wasn't ready for it uh there's there's been waves of just sort of nostalgia yeah happiness depression it's it's you know it's a lot of feelings it's it's weird when college football really Gets you like that. Yeah. I mean, we we love the sport and we get excited about it and we get over the top and we get obnoxious and we let it affect us too much sometimes. But this is one of those situations where I go, justified no matter who you're talking to. Yeah, I, I and I think you know it's it it also means a lot to the people in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. not just Bama fans. People who have lived in Tuscaloosa their whole lives, I've talked to people that have lived in the state of Alabama their whole lives that I've talked to. Um, you know, this means more to them than I think people realize. They don't yeah. have pro teams, guys. Like, that's one no. thing that people are no. like, I don't understand why no. Alabama fans are... This is it, dude. It's, this is, it this is, is... It is this, sometimes basketball season, and you'll find the occasional Alabama baseball fan. And then other than that, unless, like, softball's in the College World Series or gymnastics is in the national title, this is it, you know? And for a lot of those people... Bull Bruce, imagine Steph Curry retiring... On the cusp of going to the NBA Finals. Like, the team just made it back, they're there, and then he decides he's done. I mean, that, it, it, it's, 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 it's when Kobe retired. For me, it was when, it's actually bigger than when Duncan retired because Duncan's, his play had declined. He yeah. was not good in that last playoffs that he played, especially the series that they lost to the Thunder that year. And so I knew, I kind of knew it was coming. This one, I'd never experience something I don't think college football has experienced something quite like no. this. This is very unprecedented me, in this sport. I think the only thing that comes close is Bobby Cox and Chipper Jones retiring. Mm-hmm. Those two retirings felt in the same vicinity, but not anywhere near as huge. Yes. Right. It is in the same vicinity, but at the same time, you believe that Alabama very well could have won a national championship next year. 
you probably didn't think Chipper was going to hit 40 home runs. Uh, right. right. Right? So it was still like, we knew it was time, but we didn't know when the time was coming, and then the time came quicker than we wanted it to. Yeah. We've been mentally sort of knowing it was coming, but we haven't men- been mentally at peace with it because we want to keep winning. So I guess now what we do is we do what we always do on this podcast. We're going to start up a game of NCAA. Of course. And we are just going to talk Nick Saban. Yeah. We're just going to yeah. reminisce, talk about what it means. We're just going to go where the conversation and the comments and everything take us. We're probably going to play at least a yeah. game doing that, and then we have to go and we have to talk Kalen DeBoer, and we have to talk future, but this could be a long pod. And, it could be... And the national championship was Monday. And we're going to talk about the national championship on Monday. We haven't potted since then by design, and we were going yes. to, and then Nick Saban well, retires, and we kind of pushed everything. So that's that's one thing that I want to say is I appreciate everybody the other night. I, I did get texts from a few people that said thank you when we said, uh, hey, we're not going tonight. Yeah. Because there was just too much... Speculation, there was too much, well, this and that, and this guy took this fight, and this guy took this fight, and it was just, no. We're not doing that. I haven't spent that many hours refreshing. At least since... Tua got hurt. Yeah, I mean, at least since since I was a TV reporter, but... The the day that we were trying to figure out whether or not Tua was going to play against uh, Tennessee, or uh, Bryce was going to play against Tennessee. Yeah. Um, That was probably the last time I did it. But anyway, so... Uh, we wanted to make sure we had all of the bases covered. We we knew it was going to happen with Alabama. Stanford's got great uniforms. Sorry if you're listening on pod. That's who we're playing in NCAA right now. Uh, and if this is your first time listening, we're the OC at Alabama. OC's name is Quincy Radar because you... Because it's what uh, name randomizer gave so me. It's, it's a cool name. Yep. Uh, yeah, we just beat the That's how over. Childish Gambino, once upon a time, picked his uh, rap name. Yep, and we're very much like Childish Gambino in a lot of ways. <laughs> absolutely true. Um, Simba. But anyway, so I think... The way that I kind of want to steer this conversation, if you're all right with it, and comments, please, you know. Yeah, help us out. Like, like we, we want this to in. be as much of a conversation this as we've ever be, had on this here. This is going to be a community more than it ever has been. Because we will forget things. I'll forget big yep. moments. I'll forget stuff. And if people in the comments remember, then uh, so that's even better. I want to sort of take this from the time that... Can we put in our real running back, please? <laughs> sure. This kid's terrible. He um, is not. I think... Uh, I'll take it from when Saban got hired. Yeah. And it was such a huge deal because I remember how excited my brother was, how excited my dad was. I was a, at that point, eighth grader, freshman uh-huh. in high school. I knew the name, right? Right. I knew that he was a good coach. And then I watched, obviously, all the Sports Center fallout when he announced he was actually going to Alabama and the Dolphins fans and all that jazz. And I get it. Um, but that first press conference he had. Uh, where he said, I want to create a culture re- where teams say, I hate playing those dudes. Which, by the way, I, I won't want to miss DeBoer's um, intro, which is in an hour and 15 minutes. No, we're, yeah, I mean, we're going uh, he's, to he's at He's at 2 o'clock Eastern, uh, 1 o'clock Central, and, and well, I'll be at least wanting to try to tune into that. Uh, but anyway, continue. Yeah, that first... So, I remember it. I wasn't a Bama guy yet. And then just to sort of sail past that first year, which is hard to do because it was such a massive year... Um, Alabama went, I think, seven and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven and six is first year. And I have no idea what play it is called. But what we knew was going to happen was once he got some recruiting classes in, he was going to be great, uh-huh. right? And the game that sealed that for me was 2007 against Arkansas. Darren McFadden comes in as a Heisman hopeful. Alabama wins in the last 10, 11 seconds. And then Saban walks up to the student section and sort of does the wave like he did after the Tennessee game, right? Yeah. Um, this year. The next year was Glenn Coffey's year. It was 08. Um, and it was dominant. 
They mm-hmm. came out, they beat Clemson 38-13. I remember that game. It was a beatdown. And that was, you know, Mark Ingram, it was his first game in an Alabama uniform, and he was an absolute stud. He played under Glenn Coffey, who was another stud. Mm-hmm. Um, you had John Parker Wilson coming off uh, a junior year that was eh, left zone to be desired. Sure. And it looked like he was going to figure it out. You had Julio Jones come in. Um, and that's when the whole thing really started. It's really easy to look at 2007 and say, well, yes, date-wise, that's when it started, right? But you look at when the dynasty itself kicked off, it was that 2008 season. Now, granted, they lost to Florida in the SEC title despite having a fourth quarter Remember, they won, they won undefeated regular season, yep. man. Um, and then That's 2000- a very forgotten team in Bama history. And then 2009's, you know, obviously the championship season. It's Alabama's first Heisman, their first of four mm-hmm. um, that were all in the same tenure. Two of them running backs, one wide receiver, one quarterback. Um, and then I do one thing I want to say. This is a part that, to me, and I knew I was going to Alabama at the time, so I was becoming a fan. I was rooting for Alabama. I was enjoying them winning and being good and having Saban. Right. But I remember the SI cover. Yes. Where it said dynasty. I even remember going a little early for that. That's that yeah. that's one title and a couple good years. And then it's like they called it. I mean, it was immediate. It was just after that first title, it, it was everybody in the country just decided that Bamble was going to be the dynasty team for the next 10 yeah. years. And he did it. Yes. Right. It was crazy. Uh, just to... Take a brief break on that. Uh, greatest Nick Saban is a genius moment. Parker says, I know my answer, but curious what you all think. I think there's I think there's two legitimate answers here. It's the, for me, it's the Tua switch it's, at halftime. It's either t- switching Tua, the other one that I think is the onside kick versus Clemson. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two plays where you look at and you can, you know, you can probably pick an echelon of memories that I, I'll probably oh, soon time. forget. Um, but I think those two are, are the biggest ones. And then obviously... The ability to kind of keep Jalen involved and a part of the team and then put him in the 2018 SEC title game against Georgia, that's huge too. Yeah. Um, onside kick was Parker's choice, he says, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, putting into it, no one had ever done that. Um, so, is this us? Oh, nice. Face mask. Yeah, um, you can't do that, Stanford. One of the things that I always like to tell people uh, that don't really think, especially that aren't, that don't think about sports like we do, um, is you look at the way that the city of Tuscaloosa has changed, at least from when I got there in 2010, and what it is now, oh. and how much more div- how much more there is. There's more people. the 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 university's grown, yeah, probably almost doubled in size, and that is in huge, large part due to the fact that out-of-state students wanted to be at Alabama because the football was so... They wanted, to be, so, a part of it. They wanted yeah. to be part of what and, the football team I was doing. And I think, you know, you can look back and even... They were, they were building dorms yeah. after that first title just from the money that was coming in, the revenue that was coming in. So you can imagine how it looked. You're running an option? I was okay. going to try it, but that, I, right. like, I didn't like the lineup Didn't there. like the look. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, never, uh, so that does not ever happen in this game. Uh, again, if you're listening on Pod Saw, where you're playing in CW 17. Yeah, uh, uh, three-yard touchdown run by Jam Miller. By Jam Miller. Hopefully we hear that a lot next year. Um, but, yeah, and then you look at, you know, sort of the legacy of Nick Saban, right? And what does that mean and what does that look like? You you hit the nail on the head there. It's a, it's a legacy of, of him taking care of people in Tuscaloosa. I know. I saw that one. Um, <laughs> that was very unclassy. Uh there's a legacy 
in Tuscaloosa of him taking care of the town itself, right? And you look at uh, the tornado damage, you look mm -hmm. at Nick's kids, um, you know, the way that he's able to fund projects for both of those initiatives um, and, and do more for the city than you could ever imagine. You look at him as a coach in that regard as well, sort of a community coach where, uh, you know, it was 2020, his players feel neglected. They feel like they're not, you know, their voices aren't being heard on police brutality and everything. He was the first coach to go and do a march and a, a speech with them and they made a video about it. And regardless of where you fall on that political spectrum, which we'll get into that discussion maybe some other time off podcast, but he stuck up for his players. And when his players felt like well, they team needed a leader... Team-wise, that, that brought that whole team together, man. He volunteered to be that guy. You mm -hmm. know, That was something that was mentioned in the video um, that they put out with Tom Rinaldi, uh, their thank you video to Saban they put out with Tom Rinaldi earlier this week. Yeah, that was in um, there. That was a huge part of it. And so when his players needed a leader and they wanted somebody to sort of be on their side he was that guy um and there's just not much more you can ask yeah uh of a coach than that to be there for his guys and to really you know um be somebody who's going to stick up for them for what they believed in um and like you said it brought the team together so just looking at his legacy outside of football is already super impressive right um and then obviously between the lines and between the hashes he survived how many different eras and looks and feels of college football where not only was Alabama a contender, Alabama won in all of those eras, right? Um, it, mirrors, it mirrors sort of what the other sports greats have done. Yes. You know, especially modern because, because the eras changed so quickly. Uh, LeBron is probably the easiest one to stick out there because he's, he's you know, what, what he's been able to do as far as be wide open end zone. Hold on. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, perfect. <laughs> you know, he's, he's been doing it for 20 years, and he's still playing at the top of his game. It, it, there's, it was, he had longevity. He, had, he, he, he got better with the times. He got better with age in a lot of ways. Yeah. His best teams were some of the later teams. Uh, some of the beginning teams are awesome, too, but, I mean, that 2020 team is, is going to be talked about as one of the best teams in college football history, and that was in his, the last, what, 80% of his time at Bama? Right. That's crazy. Right, and that was during the time, that was during the first season of NIL and Transfer yeah. Portal and all that. So you look at all He won the a title then, he won a playoff title, right, during the, so, what they call the playoff era at, and the Crystal Ball era. All the different eras, and it's not just the Crystal Ball era, it is the I-Form era. Yeah. Like, you can break it down into subsets where it's, yeah, the Crystal Ball era is 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. There were five or six different iterations of what college football looked like during that time alone. Yeah. Right? You had all the legends retiring or getting fired in Joe Paw's case. Um... And you had Saban still there, right? You had the I-Form era, where it was just smash-mouth football. Everybody played smash-mouth football. Mm -hmm. Oregon was weird because they passed all the time, right? And like, then we, we decided to be weird with them, but we didn't like it at first. But that was Nick Saban doing what college football was doing. Yeah. And then doing it better. Yes. Getting Lane Kiffin was one of the smartest things he did. Now, it didn't work, it didn't work every single time, but him deciding to make that switch and be, make that his identity was the first part in Alabama continuing to win titles. Because had he not done that, it would have been 2009, 11, 12, and that would have been it. And they would have been a good team, but they wouldn't have been able to change with the times, and they would have been doing about what Clemson's doing now. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, you look at all those different eras, and you look at everything that he not only survived, but the amount of times he looked at a camera and said, y'all are not going to like when college football <laughs> turns into this. And people thought, oh, well, he's old. He's not changing with the times. He's No, he was telling you, 
we're going to go do this better than you do, and it's going to upset you. Yeah, and it's stupid, because I can do it better, but I don't want to have to do this better. Right. This is not where the sport needs to be going, and he was, he's been right in a lot of ways. And, and um, I want to change gears, start talking some favorite... Give me, give, me a, give me a favorite game or two. Oh, favorite game. Yeah. Um, the, the first ones that come to mind, obviously, the 2017 Georgia National title. Yeah. Um, I think the 2011 National Championship sticks out to me as well. That was just dominance. Um, specifically, a game where we sat back and we were like, oh, this dude's... He's about to be different. Was uh, 2008 LSU? Um, you know that was Saban is. Ooh, <laughs> I wanted to squeeze that in there so fast. Saban is returning to Death Valley, right? Yeah. They're booing him. They hate him. And Alabama went out and won in overtime, and it was a great game. Um, you look at uh, the 20, gosh, 2012 national title was a beatdown. 2012 SEC title was one of the best games in Alabama history. Um, and then you can fast forward all the way to fourth and thirty-one, and it's still, <laughs> it's still games where it's just like, how the heck is a coach like him still doing this? Like, no wonder people hate Alabama. We don't stop pulling yeah. stuff like this. You know, um, we've talked multiple times on this pod about how great this season was for us, mm-hmm. and watching it and everything, and how disappointed we were. Yeah, we were disappointed, obviously, in how it ended. But nobody's gonna be able to take this season from us because of what it looked like, and the coaching was a huge part of that all season. And I said this to you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, now I'm just going off on a tangent. I'm letting you. That's fine. Uh, it's a good tangent. I said this to you the other day. People kept asking sort of, oh. well, why now? Yeah. Right? Why now? Well, what mountain did he have left to climb? He didn't, before, he didn't have anything before, else Well, before this season. It was taking a team that probably didn't really belong in the spot they were in to potentially be a national champion, right? He hadn't really done that. Mm-mm. And so I think this year he kind of felt like it was his magnum opus. You know, this was his Mona Lisa. He was able to take a group of guys that, oh, this is bad. A group of guys that uh, just weren't really championship caliber at the beginning of the season and turned to them, you know, a fourth quarter lead and a overtime guffaw away from, uh, from being a national champion, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think, yeah, there's, there's a ton of games that you can look at, but um, he retired now because I think he, kind of feels like the job is done and there's nothing else he really needs to I just completely hit the wrong button there and threw a really bad pick <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> my bad just... uh our first game is always terrible yeah it's really bad uh but yeah so that's I mean that's what I sort of will always remember and think of with this time is yeah this was the last thing he really wanted to do he, he proved the last thing left that a that a coat that an actual coach could possibly prove with his last title Right. When he went undefeated, he did the 15-0 thing. He hadn't done that, right? Other teams had done that. Clemson had done that. He did that. Um, that's going to get there. He didn't even reach for it. I hit the Oof. Y button. Oof. I hate when the game decides that that's an overthrow, even though your receiver's still yeah, quick enough to get there. there. It's like, eh, but no. Don't let you catch it. Um, and then he still made it to another national championship and another playoff and continued to finish top five every single season and won another Heisman. I mean, it's... The, the amount of things that he was still able to do after he broke the record for wins ever yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to look at Bear Bryant and put him in somebody's shadow, but Saban was able to do that. Uh, right. Which is, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of, a, I mean, that's somebody going and putting Bill Belichick in, in his shadow 10 years from now. Yeah, 20, but yeah. 20, sure, but, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, it's uh, no man, it's 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 crazy. Uh, what are your favorite? What are, what saving games will you always? Remember? I mean, the number one game probably of my football fandom. Oh, uh, two thousand seven Arkansas, but I already mentioned that. <laughs> right. That, that well, it was was taking two out. The walk off natty is going. To, I will probably die, and that's probably my favorite football moment, if not sports moment. Yeah. Uh, just and and he dominated the headline that day. Besides Tua, because of him making that decision. Um. I'll try to think of a non-national championship game. I loved the... Ooh, our light just died. Oh. We're turned off. Okay. Well, I'll go fix that in a second. It's we'll, a, just... it, well, no, it's just kind of moody. <laughs> I kind of like it. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but I loved the 2012 game in LSU. Yeah. Where Yeldon scored that game-winning touchdown. That's yep. always been one of my favorite games in Bama history. Uh, 2014 LSU is a great game, too. That was. A, I think you were at that one. I was. Uh I don't. I don't know how he dominated as long as he. I mean, it was. Four said something recently that made me think about Saban. I should have put him in tax. That was terrible. Um, Four said something recently that made me think about Saban, and he was talking about rooting for the Patriots all those years, and how he didn't really think a ton about. He enjoyed the regular season, but he didn't think a ton about it. It was a given they were going to be in the a. a uh, 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 AFC Championship, who are we playing there? And it kind of felt that way with Bama. Like, going into seasons, it's oh, three picks and a half. I mean, we're just not we're just not on our game right now. I'm going to fix the light while I talk. Yeah. Um, you know, going into seasons, we didn't think about the Arkansas game. We didn't think about losing these games. It was, you were, we're going to win ten games, but how are we going to get there? Yes. Oh, we were going off battery and not... Being and not plugged power. into the wall. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. I, and you're you're right. There was. Uh, I was talking to my brother the other day, and we were talking about um, just our memories and things like that of, of what you know our what my dad said when Saban got hired and everything. And um, one thing my brother brought up was he asked my dad one time, "Well, what was it like when Bear Bryant was there?" And my dad mentioned there wasn't ever a week we thought we were going to lose. Yeah. There was never a game that we walked into, and I thought we were going. To I mean, lose. ten years on this pod, how many how many losses have the two of us predicted and, and been right about? And my brother, you know, we we talked about it. It's the same thing, you know. It's the same thing. There were my brother brought up that there were multiple games, you know, where yes, Alabama lost. Mm-hmm. We kind of looked at each other through the first quarter and went, "Oh, it's going to be one of those days, right?" But how many games in the fourth quarter was Alabama just beat? Two, one, two that I can think of. I can think of the championship against Clemson, right? Right, and that's and that's post two thousand. And I do think that probably post two thousand seven, because there were some really ugly two thousand seven games. I mean, ULM was one of those games where it just we didn't feel like we were going to win. Yeah, right? um, and that's insane to say, but it's true. Um, so yeah, I you know I, I think that's really interesting. And there's just there's so many games where it was just like, who are we playing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Even in the playoff, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Yeah. Washington, yeah, that's crazy. Washington, even when Washington was really good, Washington was good. I mean, Jake Browning has, has done pretty well in the NFL. Yeah, and that's that's who they played in that game. Um, no, you're right. Uh, it, it, it's 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 kind of a daunting thing now to like keep trying to. I mean, how do you quantify that presence, and how do you talk about it with the respect that you need to when it's leaving? Right. It, it doesn't feel like the things I'm saying. It feels like I'm just... Well, you're never going to feel like you're not underselling how I'm... Uh, yeah, I feel right. like I'm underselling it all. Yeah. But, it, you know, it was... it was. It's probably going to be the greatest sports time of my life. I don't... I don't... 
Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine another world where we get this. Because college football right. is my sport. I mean, the, like but the crazy part is, my dad said the same thing. I'm never gonna get that again. Yeah, you when watch Bear the Braves Bryant win 14 straight or however many it was division titles. You watch the Braves dominate a, you know, not Easy. not in a Saban, but what I'm saying is you've lived through no, another no, no, no. sport you're, you're right. that had a dynasty. I have too. The, the 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 Spurs were a dynasty. Well, and the Predators went to that Stanley Cup that one time. The Predators went to that one Stanley Cup. The Marlins won a World Series. Um, but. <laughs> Relating the Saban dynasty to the National Predators is the most cursed thing I've ever. Seen. That's what I'm saying. Like, and 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 you know, just speaking to now, let's say Wemby just does everything that that people think he can, and he goes and he wins five titles like Duncan did. I still don't think that I'm going to look back on it. I don't. I love what the, I love the Spurs. They are one of my favorite things, but it doesn't when. It's 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 college football. It's dominating college football has such a different feeling to it. Yes, it's, it's more personal, yes. uh, and it, it, it helps that I grew up in Alabama and I went to school at Alabama and I've stayed in the South. And everybody in the South likes college football. Very few people in the South like the NBA, but at the same time, it's still it's college football. And I'm just doing a more of a college football spiel. But what makes it great in this regard is that it's so local. It's so personal. It's so. It felt so good watching all of my Auburn friends pretend that they didn't care as much as they did about the fact that Bama was dominating. Yeah. I mean, they rolled Toomer's corner. They the rolled Toomer's corner when he retired. That's the most little brother thing I've ever heard in my life. People would always go, does it get boring winning all the time? I loved people throwing up their hands and going, F this guy. I'm serious. Like, it was so awesome. Like, what I did today when Tavares Robinson left for Georgia, and I did it today. I'm going, I'm already annoyed with Georgia. But we did that to teams every week. We'd yeah. take something that was theirs because it was Saban. He was that much better than everybody. And it's not just that he was a great recruiter. He was better at it, all of it, getting, getting players ready, the grind. Um, the whole thing about uh, Pate Spiel about like process-oriented thinking is so huge. He, he was almost a trailblazer for that. That's the way he talks about it. Yeah. Process-oriented thinking instead of result-oriented thinking. I've thought about things differently since hearing that. You yeah. want to reach a goal, don't think about the result. Think about the process it's going to take to get there. And he, he didn't just say it to placate his players. He's just that dude. Yeah. He's just that guy that fully believes his own Kool-Aid to the point that he can lead a building of a thousand people to championships. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. And he six uh, times, not one time, not one off, not what Harbaugh just did, which Harbaugh could win more, but seven times in a career. Right. Right. It's crazy. And then I think you look at, you know, the way that he evolved as a person too, right? Mm -hmm. Is is it's very go look at how he talked to people and how he carried himself from two thousand ten <laughs> to Basically, when Tua got hurt. Yeah. That's when I think there was really a snap in his, maybe not in his psyche or anything like that, but just in the in the way that he sort of went about his life and the things he looked at. He had a grandbaby that year, mm -hmm. right? And so I think you can also look at him and see an evolution of who he was, Yeah, right? for sure. He was definitely hard around the edges and really tough to talk to and, you know, quite frankly, pretty rude to a lot of people when he first got to Alabama. Now... It's, it's different. It's changed. You know, I, I think back to those press conferences, and then I think back to the press conference right after the 2021 national title mm -hmm. where he made Will Anderson and Bryce Young sit back down yeah. and say, you know, I just want to say something about these two guys, right? Uh, Tua gets hurt, right? The way he handled that situation when Tua broke his hip and everything, it was, it was just different. Um, and sort of seeing, you know, I feel like a lot of people still have the old Saban in their heads just because 
there haven't been as many headline mm-hmm. quotes, right? All they see is him losing his mind on the sidelines every Saturday. Well, every coach does that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think watching his evolution and how he's changed as a person has been really interesting, too. Um, you know, again, we, we, we can't say enough about it. I'll, I'll tell the story, you know, I've, I've said on this podcast for over a decade now, college football is what? It's cyclical. Cyclical. It's a circle. It's a big circle. It always is. Sometimes the circle's a lot bigger than most, but everything goes back and comes around. Other than baseball, most sports are. Right. Yeah. And so I've, you know, I, I think back to a time when I was really young. Real I was route. maybe four or five. Um, and it was, it was a time when Tennessee was really good. Mm-hmm. And we were living in Tennessee, and Alabama lost to, I think, UCLA that night, and it was just brutal. It, it was just not a good night. And I asked my dad, I was like, hey, why do we root for Alabama? Like, we <laughs> live in Tennessee, but, like, they're really not that good, and Tennessee's really good, and you really love college football. I was five. I didn't know any better. And uh, he told me, because when it gets going... And we win. Nothing like it. And we it. win over and over again. There's nothing, nothing, nothing like this. Nothing like it, man. And I was like, as a kid, I was like, okay, well, I'm never going to see that. Like, the way he talks about Bear Bryant. Right. It's like, there's just no way I'm ever going to see that. Yeah, I did. And actually, I saw it for a longer period of time more successful than he did. Did you see that fourth down play? Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. We're not losing this game, though. <laughs> but that was like, come on, now. <laughs> Got to secure the catch. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that's that's just that's one thing that I'll always think of too is you know, and now I'm at a stage in my life where you know things are changing and it's just it's cyclical, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, that's that's where I am right now. Uh, again, I'm I'm more reflective than and I. And he am stopped the team. cycle because teams don't be teams don't go on 17 year runs. That's that is that's unprecedented. Bear didn't go 17 years. He didn't win near about the amount of games. So, I mean, he won a lot of games, but he didn't win 200 like, something. Like I said. Yeah. It's a circle. Sometimes the circle's a lot bigger. He he kind of kept right? the circle going a lot longer. Because yes. Alabama will start losing games that the country's not used to them losing. Yes. And there are going to be a lot of growing. People games. are going to be happy. And Alabama fans are going to have to learn that. And we're going to, that's more, we're in the fourth quarter. We're doing, we're going to start a second game and maybe start talking a little bit more future. But I'm not ready to go there yet. Um also, we need to win this game. This I mean, I'm, I'm, Heisman, Heisman difficulty decided that we were going to struggle today. I'm going to, yeah, not us throwing ridiculous passes. Um, I'm going to run this clock down. Nice. Uh, I got some field goal position. The game told me, decided that we were going to go for it, so then I threw it at the yard marker. He was wide open, and he dropped it, so now I'm mad. Um, oh, boy. Uh, where do we want to go now? Um... I don't know, man. Uh, let's let's talk about this. What does Saban get named after him? I think they should take a, I should, like University Boulevard or something to name that after him. Uh, uh, he already has a street named after him, I believe. He's got a statue, right? All you got to do is win a title to have a statue. He's had a statue. That's all you he's, have to do. He, He's, that's all you have to do is just simply win a title. He had one after his first title. He's had one since I... He, they, they, my first couple weeks at Alabama, they lifted that statue. So it's been 13 years that he's had one now, 14 so years. So I think you name... It's Nick Saban Field at Brian Denny Stadium. Or get rid of Denny. He has the chimes. Right, easy, easy. Bryant Saban Stadium. I'm, I'm on that. He has the chimes. Denny's got the chimes. I, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Name the stadium 
after him. Do you know anything about President Denny at all? I I'm, I'm genuinely I'm not even trying to be a jerk. Do you know anything about know him very at all little. or what he did for the university? Do you have any idea? I know very little. I also know that they have Danny Chimes named after him. Nick Saban did a lot for that football program and for the university. Totally. Name totally the stadium after him. A lot of what you see at Alabama right now would not exist without President Well, every, every, yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. And I get what you're saying. I get that. Why not name the field after him? I think it makes a bigger impact to name the stadium after him. People call it by the stadium. I'm going to play at Brian Denny. Nobody goes, I'm going to play at Nick Saban Field at Brian Denny Stadium. I want to hear people go, oh, I don't want to go into Brian Saban Stadium. That goes so damn hard. I have a great point. There's, you have a great point. There's an argument for it, but I think, I mean. <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to short sell Denny. He is widely rem- re- uh, remembered at the university. But if you're going to ask me what I think they should name after Nick Saban, if it's not University Boulevard, I think he should be in the stadium. I also think that a lot of teams should do that. Uh, Pac- because FSU, FSU does Bobby Bowden field yeah, yeah, yeah. at Dope Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold this. on. Paxton Rimbus said something. Ignore his comment right now. Okay. He asked me where Bill O'Brien's statue was the other day. This is within an hour of Saban retiring. He asked me no. where Bill O'Brien's statue was. So if you want to go off on Paxton Rimbus right now, I think that's I think nothing that's a, saving you. I think that's a great bit. How do we get a touchdown? I asked. I just scored. Oh, good. Oh, you can, my, you bad. Can, my can, bad. I mean, I I asked him where uh, it was right. I told him it was right next to YSU's national championship trophy. To which he sent me some Wikipedia article about some JUCO third grade trophy they won. Like I was supposed to care about it. Yeah. But Paxton, we'll go ahead and answer your question. Where does Bond transfer to? Texas. Texas. It's already been decided. There we they've go. given that him. Was an, easy. They've <laughs> given him an NIL piece. He's ready to. He's ready to get in there and get work. He working. said BOB technically coached a national championship team. He did? Yes. He was the head coach, too. He did. So did Doug Nessmeyer, and so did a lot of... Nick Saban gave a lot of dudes chances at Natty's that yep. had no shot, had no business deserving them. Yep. He, didn't make, he didn't nail every hire. That was probably one of the weaker things he did. Josh Gaddis. Is, is some of the hires he made, but every... Although Josh Gaddis is now a national champion. Every coach that goes 17 years has some coaches that didn't work out. But that was that was probably the biggest mistake he ever made. Uh, was, was Parker some, says, go rogue, rename uh, Gorgeous Library after Saban. Saban Library. Name, no, name, no, name that after Denny. The football stadium should be named after the football coach that won seven championships. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Name it, name it after, like, Wallace Wade. How about that? What if we threw a curveball at everybody? We're like, hey, Duke, you don't get Wallace Wade Stadium anymore. That's ours now. <laughs> yeah, it should be like one of those things, you know, where they, they, they talked about, they talked about, you know, for, for a while it was a thing and, and LeBron got involved, which was like, should they retire the number 23 across college football? Or, I mean, across the NBA. I was about to say that. Right? Not. Like they did with six recently with Bill Russell. How could you honor Saban in that regard? You can't retire a number for him, but you can I mean, make he, everybody he, wear a Nick Saban decal. He wore he wore number twelve, which is like the only number in Alabama history that pretty much everybody unanimously thinks should be retired. Yeah, right. So you have Joe Name. You have. I'm not joking. Dozens of dudes that wore that number at Alabama that were god tiered players, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you could do that, but again, we don't like it. Uh, let's see. Paxton says, should the new NCAA video game have an Ask Saban play calling feature? Where yeah, well, when he's taken over for Corso, it he might. He said, where Saban just bitches at you for being stupid. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I hope they do. I, I bet they could. Okay, because like a lot of oh, people you think... think Saban's going to put on Lee Corso's headgear every week? I, don't, I think he'd find his own gimmick. I don't think he would follow the Corso gimmick. But there are people that think that that's, no, that's I just the next love to step for him. Is Nick just replacing Corso. Like, oh, that, my all of that gosh. Move. The dead leg. Yeet. 
You remember that time we thought we might lose this game and then we won 49-35? That was nice. Look at him going 0 for 0, 0 yards that drive. That's the stat that they showed you. I miss, I miss some of these, the old quirks of old video games yeah, like this. I do too. But now we've got perfect video games that work every time you play them. Uh, yes, so uh, Paxton, I think that's a great idea, honestly. I, I really like the idea of having Saban in the video game or on the cover, maybe. Well, I do think that that's what... I mean, uh, there have been a lot of people calling for him to be on the cover of the game, which would be huge for us. Uh, that's big for us. Big for us. Big for us. Um, if they put J.J. McCarthy on it, I'm not buying it. That's untrue, <laughs> but it, it, I won't... Because I'm probably buying it for two, <laughs> two, maybe three different platforms. Uh, yeah, uh, should we just take a pause and talk about the national title game right quick? Yeah, while well, we're kind of in between. Just to get it over with. Oh, it's Iron Bowl week, too. It is. NCAA 14. Uh... Okay, national championship was. I tweeted it from Pat's interference. Mm -hmm. I said, "There's so much talent not on display in this game." It was a good game, but it was also a little bit of a. It like was, it was a good. Like it wasn't a. It wasn't bad a bad no. game. And I think I think it's really easy. We've got the score at the bottom right here, 34-13. It just keeps popping because um, I don't. Know. But I think. I didn't put another score in there this week. Uh, I can't think of anything less cool than Saban being on the cover of the first NCAA game in over a decade. They'll put Tebow I saw, on it. I saw a good... They'll put Tebow or Cam Newton. I saw a good on. suggestion, which was like they could make, and this is maybe too Saban-y uh, for the return, but I don't care because I'm an Alabama fan, but if they put like Saban, Smart, like first Saban and then like a lot of his assistants, like Smart, uh, Kiffin, uh, those dudes like like kind of all on the cover would be kind of neat. Um uh, Paxson said the cover should be a collage of all the guys who could have been on the cover in the past 10 years. That is the easiest thing so to do. Then I would put Derrick Henry, mm -hmm. Devontae Smith, uh, maybe, who else would you put? Do you, uh, Paxson, you just want to put Heisman winners? If you're going to do one, you got to do all. Because then you've got to put Devontae Smith on there as well. And now you've got three Alabama guys, and I know Paxson doesn't want to do that. <laughs> is that what he's just trying to keep Alabama guys yeah, off of there? He's like, he's like, how can I make sure that we get Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton? And Bo Jackson all on the same NCAA cover. No, he wants Barnes from Utah on there, right? Yeah, yes, yes. He wants he wants to see Barnes or uh, or or uh, I don't know. <laughs> Parker says Bryce. Two win. Well, don't y'all forget about Stetson Bennett. NFL quarterback. Stetson Bennett would be. Stetson Bennett. Yeah, Jade's over here actually. Jade's just been sitting here. All right, I'm gonna Driving start this. In. I'm gonna start this uh, Iron Bowl. This is not an anti-Alabama campaign, Paxton. There's never been a conversation about college football I've had with you that wasn't an anti-Alabama campaign. Even you're like a sleeper agent. I don't think he realizes he's doing it. Sometimes <laughs> they should put Drake May on the cover. Anything else we want to say about the Natty? I mean, oh, 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 yes, I do like, have things I wanted to say. Sorry, I got distracted by Paxton's anti-Alabama rhetoric. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just kidding, Paxton. I miss you. I love you. Uh, Sit here for a second. It was a fine game. It was really sloppy. Mm -hmm. A couple things. Uh, Michigan's run game's awesome. Washington did the thing that teams that lose to Michigan try to do all the time, which is play Michigan football. Yeah. Um, Penix had his worst game he's had all season. I hate that it came in that game. Um, they were down seven going into the fourth quarter. A lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, it was a blowout. And it, it got to be a blowout. It did. But there was a large chunk it of the was... game where I was waiting on Michigan to take the ball and run away with it. Washington and it had just a... didn't do it. Washington had a comeback in them. They didn't do it, which is okay. That happens, right? Uh, I mean, Washington fans wish they did. It wasn't a bad game because, again, th until about the fourth quarter, I mean, that whole third quarter was a touchdown game. With Washington having the ball a lot of that game, they just didn't capitalize. Penix was missing some throws. There, were, there was a little bit of ref ball, but I don't think this game is going to be remembered as a ref game 
A little bit of that, but not like can, enough that it's a talking point anymore. Can I say something that's really funny that just happened? Yeah. Bull Bruce came in and said, I bought a box of oatmeal cream pies this morning, and uh, Twitch just put stars everywhere because of cream pie. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing, man? I like that Bruce knows about the oatmeal cream pies. That's uh, that's college football knowledge from him. Uh, he, he knows his stuff, man. Uh, yeah, Parker says Penix was hurt basically the entire second half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, their, their running back was hurt. They, they just weren't a full team. Uh, but credit where credit's due. Michigan played a great game. They had a good game plan. They had a good uh, offensive structure all year. Mm -hmm. um, they were able to run the ball with multiple dudes that were horses. Yeah. And I love the fact so much that people like in the Big Ten country, complains so much about what the SEC has done for uh -huh. all these years. Yeah. And then Michigan finally wins a title on the shoulders of cheating and weak scheduling, just like the SEC has done. <laughs> and running the ball really hard. And uh, again, credit to where, to where it's due. Michigan had a great team. Um, it's an awesome season for them. Don't let anyone put an asterisk on it because that's dumb. Don't let anyone tell you it didn't matter. Even if they vacate it, celebrate it like USC does. Like, who cares? They're not sure. going to vacate it. Uh, you earned it, you deserved it, you should enjoy yourself. It was a good national championship, a good season for Michigan. That's that. Yeah, I've been hard on Michigan. I've been on the, I've said many times, many years. I've been, this, a bit for years for me on this podcast has been, I'm done with Michigan. And I was, and I have been, because I, but Michigan shut me up in a lot of the ways that LSU did in 2019 with Joe Burrow. Yep. Uh, teams make me look like frauds, and Michigan made me look like a big fraud this year. I, not a team I fully really bought into for a lot of the year until maybe a little bit later. Um, I thought Alabama was going to beat them in the playoff. I think Alabama could beat them in the playoff. It doesn't matter. Michigan beat everybody on their schedule. Uh, they beat most of them pretty convincingly. I think all of them pretty convincingly. Even Bama. They beat that. T they beat Bama convincingly even if it, it didn't go to overtime. I didn't leave that game going. Bama gave that game away. Michigan made plays. Bama had a chance. Hats off to Michigan. Great season. Uh, uh, I hate... Here's, and I will say this. I'm going to be a, a bit of a jerk because I wish... I would have celebrated Michigan winning this tie. I've always kind of liked Michigan. Like, as far as the, like, I like Texas more than Oklahoma. I prefer Michigan to Ohio State. Those big rivalries, that's the team I've always leaned. I've always leaned their colors. I like the way they look. I like kind of what they are. I like the big house. I like the vibe. I could make a great Michigan fan. I don't think I'd make a great Ohio State fan in my mind. That doesn't make any sense. Well, unless that's because you, know you don't do CrossFit. <laughs> but I... Found my obviously they became the villain of college football until the playoff kind of came around. But Michigan, regular season wise, was the villain of college football this year, which made it hard for me to really care about them. Unfortunately, my feelings don't matter, even though I am the protagonist. And um, are you good? I feel like you're going through it right now. I'm just you know, I know I know that we have Michigan people, and you have a Michigan friend that listens to us a lot, and I know that I've been a jerk about their team. And so I'm tr what I'm trying to say is, nice title, really good title. Uh, They're a great SEC program. Great, uh, <laughs> a, a program that's ready to roll. They could win it again next year. They're going to be one of the favorites. They're not going to be in the top five probably because they're losing some dudes. But Does Harbaugh stay? I don't know. I don't either. I would probably, gun to my head right now, say no. Um, I think Harbaugh really wants that Super Bowl. I think that that family kind of wants, kind of plays, you know, his brother's won one and he hasn't. Now he has a title. I think that 
the allure of the Chargers specifically, that program, that situation, franchise quarterback, and they're just missing a guy that knows how to put it all together. Yeah. Is and also it's in LA and not Michigan. That's gonna be such a strong draw. I would leave Michigan for that job yeah. right now. Yep. Um so I don't think he stays. But Michigan can afford to make him say no. You can get, make more on a per-year basis as a college coach right now with the way everything's set up than you can in the NFL, and right? You, and There's you, a reason that people kind of believe that D'Amico Ryans would maybe consider Alabama, and that's because he's making $4.5 million in, in Houston. So there's also the thing of your leash is a lot longer in college, especially mm-hmm. after you win a national title. Yes. Because Harbaugh could realistically have, he could stay at Michigan, have four very bad seasons. He'll never leave Michigan if he doesn't want. And he's earned his time. right to stay. He, he won a championship at Michigan. He can stay there as long as he wants. Yeah. It's like Saban. Saban could have stayed as long as he wanted. Kirby yep. Smart can stay as long as he wants. Uh, but I do think he leaves. I think he wants that Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, I could also see him using this, you know, kind of like Sarkeesian just did, all those coaches, using this to get his pay raise at Michigan. But yeah. um, Saban's done that before. He used Texas to get pay raises. So, yep. um, I don't know. Right. I think he leaves, though. Let's start this Congrats. game. Congrats to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Great national title. That's probably going to be the last time we talk about this national championship the rest of the episode. So, sorry if you're... I will try and put that in the episode description, too, of when we talked about Michigan for our Michigan friends. Uh, but the rest of this is going to be about... The actual. We would have talked a lot more if Saban had retired Wednesday. Yeah. Let's. I mean, let's just call it that. There's. Yeah. There's a bigger headline in college football as we sit here on the couch today, the 13th. Oh look, they're playing at Nick Saban Field. Uh, 36 Denny minutes from the opening press conference from DeBoer. They're playing at Nick Saban Field at Brian Denny Stadium for this game. I want the stadium named after him. Oh man. So. Not mm. the library. No. Name. You, you can name the stadium after the guy that won the most titles at Alabama, and you can name the library after the guy that read the most books. Okay. <laughs> Which in Alabama is like eight books. That's right. It's, it's, like, it's like nine or ten books. <laughs> he read eight Hardy Boys books, <laughs> and he is now the sole record holder. Uh, Parker says, where can I watch the DeBoer presser? I don't know. No one's brought that up. I mean, I could... Uh, Same presser was on ESPN, but I I'm sure it'll be streamed to that. YouTube by the Alabama Athletics page. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was a good, cool. Put that on the spot. He dropped um, it. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about Kalen DeBoer a little bit. Obviously. So the search was crazy. The search really wasn't... It wasn't the craziest college coaching search as ever like I thought it was going to be. It wasn't even as crazy as some of Tennessee's most recent ones. It kind of got done a little bit... For a minute there, it looked like it was going to get hairy. Yeah, right. And then it got fixed really quick yesterday about this time. Yeah. Why is why is the scrub still playing on our team? Oh, I forgot to take Did him out full time. He's not a scrub. I scored a thirty yard touchdown with no, him last game. I know. Uh, he's but just, yeah, he's not our he's, starter. He's no Jam Miller. He's our backup. Um, ABC thirty three forty will be streaming it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I should have told you that. Yeah, they're gonna. Okay, so I can promise you right now that ABC thirty three forty will have their live view there. They're going to be connected. You will be able to stream it right off their YouTube page. Or the microphone th- might even be unmuted. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I'm sure Johnny's there. Johnny's the man. He's going to do a good job with this. Yeah, he's not the other one who leaves his mic muted. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, Kalen DeBoer is one at every level. Uh-huh. Um, I, I say as I pull up his wiki page because I don't have memorized. Uh, but Sioux Falls, he won three titles. He went to five championships. Um, that's obviously a D2 school. Um, despite what Paxton Rimbus thinks about D2 schools, I think 
the mm -hmm. D2 and FCS matter quite a bit. Um, but yeah. That's NIIA, NAIA, right? Does Paxton care about NAIA? I don't know. That's hard to say fast. Paxton Rimbus, do you care about NAIA football? You nailed that the first time. NAIA, I can't do that. NAIA. Rivalry week, NAIA. I am so Whoa, good at talking. I am. At listen, I, listen, they used to pay me to That's talk about gross, this stuff on TV, dude. bro. That is gross. Man, I'm that guy. Uh, okay. He was uh, at Fresno State in 20 and 21. I uh, was at Washington, obviously, 22 and 23. Uh, that's the stop I want to talk about the most. Because before he got there, Washington was a, I think, a 4 and 8 team. They were struggling. Um, and Washington he, is a team that is he came very in, cyclical. And now, granted, a lot of it was on the shoulders of Michael Penix. But he came in and took them to a national title in year two. He did. He is coming in with quite a few more pieces. At Alabama. Of course it was on the shoulders of Michael Penix. What team like Washington makes championships without at least a player of Michael Penix's caliber? Yeah. So, uh, okay, hold on. Sioux Falls is NAIA, not D2. Durham NC, home of the NAIA National Championship. Did you know? I did not know that. So apparently Paxton does care about that level of football. <laughs> of course he does, man. Um, of course he does. He's a... He's, hey, I, I can't take that away from him. He, know, he knows his lower levels while, of college on. While ball. I know we have him... Uh, I want him to be a part of our off-season discussion about G5 versus, P5, uh, versus FCS. Yeah, I think his feelings matter more than ours in that regard. Yes, I think that's safe to say. they absolutely do. So, Paxton, if you're, if you're available and willing to come back on the podcast, uh, I would love to have you on that discussion. I would also like Leslie Martin on that discussion to talk G5. That'd be fun. Forrest to talk G5. You, me, and Parker to talk about P5. That's a big thing. Is Jay to talk we're, about high school football. We're go I'm just going to do this now since you brought it up. We were gonna, I was going to say this at the end of the podcast, but we are going to take... Other than like breaking stuff, we'll take a, probably a small break from streaming because we're going to redo the setup. This yeah. was kind of, it wasn't thrown together, but this was a learning, this is a learning curve for us. We're going to move, we're going to have our own code. Oh, I'm going to call it a studio. Hold on, Paxton Rimbus. South Dakota State would have beat every G5 team in the country this year. I mean, <laughs> maybe. They just dominated that championship. I, don't I mean, I don't. That's. I'm not gonna say yes so, or no. Paxton, but... is that you confirming you will come on the podcast? That's what I'll say there. Chat. Let us know who else needs to be on the pod. There. I have a Paxton question. Paxton, please listen, and I want you to. I want you to answer me in the comments. Um, this should be good. How close to the what you just said? I don't know if what you're saying is outlandish or not. So this is a serious question. You know when people say scad football undefeated says Andrew Green. Like like back <laughs> during the day when people would say. Um, can Bama beat the Browns? Like, kind of during the peak of Bama and the lowest of the Browns. And that was a meme. How close is that to the South Dakota State would beat every G5 team? Like, James Madison. Like, how close? Like, is it serious that you actually think that they would have beaten James Madison, who was, I don't know, were they the best G5, one of the best G5 teams? Or, like, are you, I don't know, how, are you joking or are you serious they would have beaten all of them? Uh... Please let me know. We also uh, interviewed Brandon Boatman about the Michigan win. Clap it up right quick for Brandon Boatman. That's, what is his, I'm so happy for him, man. What is his allegiance to Michigan? He likes him. He, oh. likes, he likes Michigan sports, though. I just didn't. I knew he. I guess I knew he liked the Pistons from, like, our, I talked to him about it. I didn't realize it extended into Michigan I don't know if anybody likes Michigan the football. Pistons right now. I think you tolerate. I think you have an immunity to watching the Pistons. They were, like, they I, were, I think uh, you're like one of the listen, first people to get the vaccine. Hey, hey, listen. I, I get it. I understand the, the Spurs are that way. But listen, po the ping pong ball bounces different ways sometimes, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. What I'm, do you even mean by that? I'm sorry, man. Th that you can win 14 games in a season, be by far the worst team in college bat or in the NBA. That's a pick. Oh, nope. Be the worst team in the NBA and still pick 
fifth. JMU at its peak versus South Dakota State would have been an incredibly competitive game. Okay. So he's not joking. He thinks that there's a chance that they would have beaten them. I don't know what the talent difference is between said the, the top of the Parker said D3 and G5. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to our discussion on Kalen DeBoer. He's won at every level he's been at. Uh-huh. Um, that's a good sentence. He's won at every level he's been at. Uh, he's won everywhere he's been, bro. Um, he's been the, he was the Walter Camp Coach of the Year this year, mm-hmm. the Sporting News Coach of the Year, the Home Depot Coach of the Year, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year. Grade the higher. The AP Coach of the Year. Right? Grade the higher. Give, uh, give it a letter grade. Off just in, Not instant reaction, for but... What, like, realistically, it's a B. B plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody kind of wanted a Sarkeesian-type name, or I just, if I score off this... You did. That is an unbelievable play. You did. I just called a running back screen, and you ran, ran it, scrambled to the side that he was on and scored. Uh, so yeah, I'd say I'd say it's a B plus. Paxton says A minus B plus, uh, or excuse me, Parker. Paxton says JMU faltered down the stretch. Sad. Uh, Sark would have been better, but I'm happy with it overall. Says Parker. I don't think Sark. I don't think Kirby. I don't think any of those guys that are that sort of home run level name. Looking back on it, Lanning. We're ever going to come be the guy yeah. who took over for Saban. Here's here's my here's one of my you main don't questions. You want to be the guy stepping to the plate after the dude in front of you hit a grand slam. Here's one of my questions. Do you think? Okay, because obviously, if you just followed message boards and Twitter all day, you have no idea what happened. And nobody knows really what happened in the coaching search. But you have two two things, right? Alabama struck out, and this is what fans of other teams are saying. Alabama struck out on a lot of dudes. Or, and now people are saying, no, DeBoer was always his top choice, and this was just a little bit of Sexton getting his guys paid. I, I can't complete a pass today. It's okay. This game. You're going to figure it out. Um, so do you, do you think that guys like Lanning, or maybe not even Lanning, but Sark, those dudes all actually got offers? Or do you think that they just were no. able to do it? Saban's been able to do it a few times, leverage that I into the paydays. maybe, out of everybody that was discussed, I think Sark was probably the only one that got at least reached out to. I bet they did too because he was supposed to be coaching waiting at Alabama. So I, I bet he's the only one that got discussed, but I think there were a lot of preemptive actions by other teams. Mm-hmm. This is something that Spencer Hall said on, uh, on his Channel 6 newsletter the other day about Saban, where... He created mountains everywhere he went, even if he wasn't the one yeah. actively doing something. He just changed the course of three different programs like that. He did. Texas, Oregon are both locked in now. Florida State, you can also add to that list, is locked in on their coaches. Mm-hmm. Paxton says, how much uh, say did Saban have in the coaching search? I think a pretty good deal. Um, we don't know the answer for that for sure. Uh, but the way that Alabama's social media team handled the hiring last night made me think that he was a big part of it. It was definitely consulted. There was his goodbye graphic, and Paxson will kind of like this because I, I liked the way that they ran this. There was Saban's goodbye graphic. Mm-hmm. There was uh, the Kalen DeBoer hiring graphic. And then there was the Saban comment on Kalen DeBoer's hiring. Yes. I think it was handled very well because all Alabama people needed to hear was Saban say, hey, good job. Yeah. And that was that. I, I think Saban probably had a good deal of, of advice to give. You know, He was at the Malmore building. He was at the athletic building. Um, right mm-hmm. before he officially retired. He was there the last um, two days, I know. So I, I think there was a, probably a, a pretty good... A, 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 he had a pretty good say, I yeah. would say. Um, you know, Obviously, I don't think the final call was his or anything, but 
Um, I think they he presented a list that he thought would be able to take over, and, and they kind of followed that list. Um, maybe not to a T, but as much as they could. That was a great play. Yeah. Um, Coach Radamus helped. Coach Radamus helped me out there. I'll be honest. Uh, I said zone blitz. Like, all right, tight ends open. Yeah. Three NAIA championships, four GPAC championships, one Pac-12 championship for Alabama's current head coach. Um, that is the Great Plains Athletic Conference of NAIA fame. Um, I'm happy with the hire. I've, I'm not blown away. I'm a little. I was whelmed yesterday. I'm a little bit more than whelmed now. Uh, I hate losing Tavares Robinson. We need to mention Alabama losing their top recruiter. Um, we will. Um, that's that's something that needs to be said, but we can wait on that. I'm excited to see there there's a there's a level of ex- I, I don't want to be I don't I don't want to speak too strongly here. I don't want this statement to come too strong, but there is a level of excitement that can come with a new era. Right. Right. There is no denying that recently. Alabama has taken a step back, right? Now, I'm not saying that DeBoer is going to come in and do better than Saban's been doing. That is absolutely ridiculous the yeah. last couple years. No, well. But a, but a fresh energy, a new name, a new era can... Obviously, I'd rather go into next year with Nick Saban as head coach. But I'm a little excited to see so where this goes. So in every college program in the country. <laughs> right. There's not a single team in the country, even Georgia, maybe Georgia, that would say otherwise. Everybody else is going, even Michigan's going, I'd like, I'd like to have the GOAT in there for one. If I could have him for a season, I'm taking the GOAT, yeah. right? Because he's so good at those week-to-week adjustments the teams need. Uh, he takes teams like what Alabama looked like in week three last year and turns them into playoff teams because of the process-oriented thinking. Now, I'm excited to see what DeBoer can do. Everything since then since the hire, has been all very positive, very, uh, everybody's saying the right things. I'm sure he's going to get up at the podium soon and say all the right things. It's going to be very exciting. He has a lot of pressure, though, to nail this first press conference. He does. Because Saban nailed his to the point where they played his sound bites in it for almost 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they still play those sound bites in Brian Denny when they but pregame. This is not the end, this is the beginning, which I know was at this introductory press conference, but, th- uh, but that was quotes actually, like that. That was actually a championship parade. Yeah, he said. That, I know that that, but like but, little yeah, quotes yeah, yeah, like yeah. that at the beginning are what get played for years. Yes. The the whole I want. I mean, okay, I'll name one from his introductory press conference where he said, "I want to be the type of team that guys say I hate playing against these guys." That's his exact inflection. I'm really good at impressions. <laughs> and yeah, you nailed that, man. We can all see how you nailed that. Uh, opposite of just him doing impressions. I actually have some good impressions, then I've got some really bad ones. I used to get made fun of, and I'm just going to do one of my Patrick uh, tangents. I used to get made fun of in my old job in, in Florida because uh, one, of our, one of our <laughs> reporters, Tiffany, would always ask me to do my Shrek voice. <laughs> so I would do it. I mean, it, okay, so close your eyes. No. <laughs> close your eyes, and you're going to be like, I'm watching the movie. What are you doing in my swamp? Sound- it's like I'm Michael Myers. Thank you! Validation after years of this. You sounded like Forrest Gump got a massive concussion. What are you doing in my swamp? Nailed it. Again. And that's the only phrase I know. Or donkey, but everybody can do the Shrek donkey. That's not unique. So, Kalen DeBoer's in Alabama. No, we're not just sailing past that. (laughs) The most important podcast we've done. Uh, Kalen DeBoer's in Alabama. Uh, He's... Can you look up and see if the OC's officially... I I don't think I don't he's got he hasn't even he's getting ready for his presser. Uh, but there are rumors 
and I won't take it beyond that, that he's going to bring grubs with him, which would be huge. Huge. Uh, we'll get in. Okay, so we, you, you gave us his background. We know he just played for a championship. We know he's, he's a year younger than Kirby. So we, fi we finally have a young coach in at Alabama again. Um, it's going to be like, never mind. Keep going. T-Rob is already going to Georgia, but a lot of people are saying that that was probably going to happen even if Saban stayed. Basically, the only thing that was going to keep T-Rob was him being Saban's D.C. I don't think he was, he was going to leave. I would rather be the D.C. at Georgia than at Alabama right now, and I'm just being honest. If that's my career I'm talking about, that's where I'm going. So he lost him. What the, what are, I'm not even going to ask this as a question. I think the next 48 to 72 hours, I'll even extend it to a week, might be the most important that DeBoer even faces at all. Uh, what he can do yes. to, to help his first year, his perception is going to be everything after this season. I, I think there's also going to be, yeah. I mean, this, this Alabama team next year, and we're, we're looking ahead right now, but next year I think realistically should look at a nine-win season. Eight or nine-win season. But for DeBoer, imagine how much of a jump he gets to if they don't. Year one, if he can you, come you in mean, and win double-digit games yes. or even well, compete at a high said, level. All you said was they don't. Oh, yeah. Don't and win so nine. Like, yeah. So if they win seven? Sorry, I meant... I see what you're saying. If he can hold the roster intact, get recruiters in, and get this thing, he he can't. He has <laughs> everything. It's all on him is basically what I'm saying. He It's up to him how he does in the next week or so. Your brain is all over the it place It is. Right it's now. going to set it. up how much of Nick Saban's inertia he can keep yes that is what he has to do he is There's, taking he's handed the keys to a ferrari nick saban took over a, a, a broken uh go-kart without a motor and a key all right you know what i'm saying he took over a terrible Some program of us were very fond of that 2006 alabama team you have today. told me time and time again how bad they were when he first got there every time i you go you don't remember those times i'm trying to remember those times oh do you remember those times i remember those i remember how bad bama was i just didn't care um i think uh but he's taking over Ferrari. If the, he can keep it going, well, then he can keep it going. We don't know that. We don't know how many players are going to transfer out. They have, what, 30 Right, days? what I'm saying is he has, yes. he can say the things, that he can do the things necessary to keep him there I, if he see, needs to. See, that's the thing. I think that's where you and I differ. I don't think there's a lot he can do right now. No, but... There's not a lot he can do or say that, that will convince a kid that's wanted to money play... Money-wise, no, but... That's wanted to play for Nick Saban for X amount of years, and all of a sudden Nick Saban's not there. I don't know why you stay. Sure. If you're a Caleb Downs, I don't know why you stay. Sure, but he can he can talk them into it. For sure. I don't think he will. He probably won't, but uh, he can. And if he does, think about how much better it is. So That's let me what ask I, kind you of what this. What's more important, retaining players or hiring the correct oh. coordinators? Um, I know it's sort of chicken and the egg. One sort of leads yeah. to the other. But. I, I mean, I would say retaining the players initially, you know. I agree with this you. This is an SEC that's also adding Texas and Oklahoma. Yes. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I would say keeping the players. I mean, he's not going to win if he doesn't do either well. But yeah. um, players first, he can, it's, it's a lot. He, there's going to a lot to be falling on him in the next, I can't believe that the game let them score there. That's annoying. Uh, play the next possession, too. There's 14 seconds and a half. Okay, um, I'm going to go score right quick, but then I'll, I'll play. Yeah, that. I know my brain, I was trying to form a thought, and I just kind of got, tripped up there because you know I'm, I'm a fraud without a teleprompter but um what's your deal today man <laughs> just having fun you're fine um man i don't know if he if he i'm interested basically the next 72 hours are all just on what he's capable of doing nobody's gonna blame him 
if Caleb Downs leaves. No. But he will get all the roses if he does convince him to say. I'm interested to see what he's capable of doing in this space. Let me, Nine months before games are even being played. What me, can he do? Oh, as, I just got crushed. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question that I sort of texted you today. Or actually, I'm just going to say this as a thought, and I want you to try and counter-argue if you think I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. That? I'm also looking up where the presser is going to be, because I just realized we never actually answered that question. There is so much pressure on Georgia right now mm-hmm. to become that team that there hasn't been before. Yes. There just has not. Yes. Um, next year has to be Georgia. It has to be Georgia's year to win it. Must. If, there, if they lose, are, if they lose the to Bama this year, it's gonna get, it could get that's not rough. I mean. Yeah, I, there is there is no bigger pressure on an SEC school this year than Georgia with a uh, presser is gonna be streaming everywhere on YouTube. If you just type in Kalen DeBoer while it's going, it's gonna you're gonna find a live um, stream. It is yeah. We should probably wrap this up pretty soon, but it is going to be a uh, a year where you have a down Alabama, a mm-hmm. down LSU. Yeah. Tennessee is decent, but they're starting a brand new quarterback. Um, this is the year, you know, yes, you have Texas that you've got to play, but at the same time, you you win that game, you're good, yeah. right? They've got a really, really tough schedule next year, finally, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they can do it, but there is a ton of pressure to be the team in the SEC this year for them. There is. What do you think? There is. I would say yes, next year. Um... I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna probably agree with you, but also back off. Uh, if, if Kirby hadn't already won two titles, it would be probably the most pressureful season a coach has faced ever. Now, yes, it is. It is. It is cementing your place in the. Everybody's doing that, but probably no more than 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 Kirby as far as cementing your spot in the conference. Right. If, whew, Texas has got a lot. Sark's got a lot. Quinn Ewers. Yeah, Quinn Ewers he's got Quinn Ewers coming back. If you're Arch Manning, do you stay? A lot of people are saying, well, maybe Arch starts looking now. Mm, the backup left. From everything I've read, Arch, because he's... He, Arch isn't in this for NIL because he's a Manning. Uh, that, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's no, something I mean, to be said there. His, yeah. his uncles are the, the Kennedys aren't shopping at Goodwill. Right. He's, his uncles have won. That's kind of a mean thing. To like say, four isn't it? Super Bowls I don't know combined. If I'm allowed to say that. I'm sorry if I just offended someone. Oh, uh, just I'm blowing past it. Then I didn't even really fully hear it, and I'm not offended. So that's all that matters, right? I made that worse. <laughs> um, no, I no. But from what I've read, is he's he's more in this for a college experience. He wants to be a college quarterback. He likes Texas, so that's why he chose Texas and not Ole Miss like his dad, not Tennessee or his uncle, not Tennessee like his uncle, not Ole Miss like his grandfather. Well, he chose grandfather. Not to go to Tennessee because he loves himself. Um, that's, exactly. That's, that's just practicing good mental health. I wouldn't want to be in Tennessee either. I think he's fine taking over a starter next. I also don't think he's as good as, as people thought he was coming out of high school, so I think he does need coaching. I don't know that he's ready to be a starter. Nice touchdown. Thank you. Um, needed that. Uh, what to... Uh, Keeping Caleb Downs is imperative, right? Yes. Let's talk about how big it would be if Ryan Grubb comes. Actually, I was just lo- I'm gonna wait. Uh, I looked and there's nothing. Uh, well, I, when I was looking for this, the people that I like had a thread on what they are hearing on Ryan Grubb, so I'll just go to Bama online. Uh, 
I would need Bama, Bama Online, who's usually right about this kind of stuff, is saying that Ryan Grubb is likely to join Caleb DeBoer at Bama. So let's run like that's Maybe happening. Maybe serious mutual interest between Iowa, D.C., Phil Parker, and Alabama. That would be huge. That would awesome. Iowa, D.C. would be awesome. I would, I would be all, all on board with that. Yeah. Oh, two, negative two-yard rush starting the drive of the four is not the way you want to start. <laughs> so you know what you do with that? Let's even get a 98-yard touchdown for the stream. Oh, jeez. Would this be 99? Uh, let's do it. No, it's going to be 98. Let's cheese it, make the DBs cheat up. Oof, this is going to be a tough ball. Oh, you got him. You got him. Come on. It's for the stream. Ah! Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> Sorry if you're on podcast. We just got tackled at the 50. Sorry if you have Ed Fedphones in. I just screamed. Oh, I can't believe he shoestringed him. Uh, I hate Auburn so much. God, I don't like Auburn. Imagine rolling the trees at Tumor's Corner because Saban retired. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those, like, I guess as you should, but should you? Like, hey, I get it. I get it. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, the, the, the munchkins were also very happy when the witch right, died. Let's, but... I want to continue the Twitch stream, but we need to let podcasts go because we're at an hour and 15. Uh, podcast, thank you for listening. In closing, your favorite Nick Saban quote of all time. Uh... Hold on, let me pause. Let me give it a slight thought. I guess gut reaction, the one that comes to mind, and this is more of a funny, is shit through a tin horn. That's... I don't know why that one has always stuck with me. It's one that I think about in regular life. Yeah. When something passes through something, I think, went through like shit through a tin horn. Yep. So that's the one. Uh, I'd say that's up there for me. Um, a funny one and then a, a more emotional one. I will probably say funny... Uh, when he got tackled on the sideline and had cuts and he walked <laughs> yeah. up the podium and said, yeah. yeah, they don't make them like they used to. That was a good one. And then my other favorite one is uh, is definitely when he set Bryce Young and Will Anderson back down after the national title loss and said, one game does not define who these people are as players and all that jazz. That's just that's just a good coach. That's what being a good coach looks like. And anybody who wants to get into coaching, obviously they're going to look at Nick Saban for the blueprint. Uh-huh. And uh, that's where you start. So podcast, thank you oh, for listening. One more. I do love his story about um, about when he was trying when he was trying to date Terry Saban, and there was another guy that she was interested in, and blah 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 and blah and all that. And it's a long story; you have to look it up on YouTube. But basically, the whole story is, and then he drives her past um, Bryant Denny and says, "Now, just imagine if you married him." And she goes, "Oh, I can. He'd be the head coach at Alabama right now." Great story. Dynamite too. And there's, it's a lot longer and better told when he tells it, but uh, I, you know. Parker says the rat poison this week was yummy. That was a good one. Rat poisons. Yeah. That's good. Uh, but anyway, all right, podcast, thank you for listening. We are going to take about, like Brick said earlier, about a month hiatus, uh, rejigger some things. We may come on and do a little flash pod here and there. Oh, goodness. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But just follow us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast. Uh, and keep up with our Twitch stream, too, twitch.com slash interference, so you can watch us and hang out with us. Uh, other than that, it was a great college football season. Thank you for listening. See you, we will, pod. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Roll tide, baby. Roll tide.